Good morning, Marshall students, and welcome to another episode of NBA's Unplugged. I'm your host, Fedge McDermott, and let's get started for today, Thursday, April 23rd. So, from the program office, we have two announcements here. One for today at 5 p.m., there will be a student organization officer training for career services. So, this is the second session following up on the one that we had on, I believe it was Tuesday. Uh, So, if you need to be part of that Uh, second session make sure you do so again that is at 5 p.m today and then tomorrow friday april 24th that is the deadline for student organization presidents to complete several of their items on their president's checklist Uh, so please reach out to your primary staff liaison or cat lopez if you have any questions about uh, those items as they approach that due date So that's it for the program office announcements. Now moving on to some of the club announcements. Uh, No new club announcements, but I'll just sort of repeat a few of them. Uh, One being the uh, Lunch and Learn with Hammer Creative Executive Producer and Chief Operating Officer Scott Heyman with MEGA. So that's really just a chance to learn more about the trailer making industry and share case studies, war stories, and a Q&A about the creative and business considerations of video game marketing. Our second event is going to be the boxing fitness class with Mindful Marshall. So Omar Gonzalez, a celebrity trainer and pro boxing coach at Iron LA, uh, will be hosting a free at-home boxing and conditioning workout uh, on behalf of Mindful Marshall. So there will be a Zoom link shared for that with registered attendees closer to the date, if not already. So looking forward to that. That will be from 11 a.m. to 12 a.m. for you all on Friday. And then also... On Friday, we have Beers and Best Practices, an intimate conversation on gender and business. That's being put together by the Gwib and Wine Club. So join Gwib and Wine Club for an intimate conversation on gender inclusivity in the business world. Uh, where Gwib's VP, VP of Diversity and Inclusion, Sophia Siegel, will moderate this discussion and ask members of the Marshall community to share their stories and offer best practices that have worked well in the past. Uh, so that one should be a good one as well. That will be tomorrow at 4.30 to 5.30. So again, those are three big events going on tomorrow, so make sure you uh, check your campus groups and sign up for the ones that are interesting or appealing to you. And we've got one final announcement, this one's coming from myself as the community chair, uh, and that is for the NBA Battle Royale for Charity. So if you didn't catch it on your emails, uh, on Tuesday I sent out an email for everyone uh, announcing the NBA Battle Royale. So really this is something that myself and other uh, students at other NBA programs across the nation have sort of come together to sort of organize for you all. So we've been working with uh, Instagram influencers such as NBA Mikey, Corporate Bro and Liquidity, as well as a few others to sort of host a NBA Battle Royale charity games. So it's going to be us, along with other top schools such as Booth, Columbia Business School, um, Haas, Kellogg, Sloan, Wharton, Stanford, UCLA, and potentially a few more as well as we sort of round out who is interested in attending. Uh, So ways it's going to work is we have two people that we can nominate from Marshall to represent Marshall at the games. So right now, if you didn't see it on the email, uh, we are actually fielding nominations for people to actually audition for the role of uh, representing Marshall at these games. So if you know anyone or you think that you would be a good fit for these games, please find that nomination form in the email so you can fill that out. Uh, Next week, myself, as well as the rest of the MGSA board and some of the presidents from C4C We'll work together to form a committee to host, host uh, formal auditions for those nominees that are interested in attending the games and putting themselves on the big screen for everyone. And so the way these games are going to work, just to sort of, I guess, explain a little further, is uh, almost think about as uh, a bunch of different sort of game show challenges. So 
maybe like a twist NBA twist on like Family Feud or maybe putting people through uh, a gridiron of like really bad interview questions to see how people can come up with like funny or clever responses and so each team is going to be able to compete in all the events so there's not going to be any sort of eliminations or anything like that you'll just acquire points based on how the judges rank you in the end on how they liked your responses so uh, you'll get to participate in all the events and we'll also be selling tickets to this event so that you can have the Zoom link as well as password. And all the funds that are raised from this will go directly to the charity that we've chosen, which is Doctors Without Borders, which we thought was pretty relevant due to the, I guess, current state of everything. Uh, so again, this event is going to be happening on Saturday, May 16th. And it's going to be from 5 p.m. Pacific time. It should run around like three hours at most, we're hoping for. So again, uh, please save that time in your calendar. There'll be a more formal calendar invite coming out later, but please make sure to fill out that nomination form ASAP as the close closing date for those nominations will be Sunday, April 26th. So not much time to sort of finalize your thoughts on whether or not you would be a good fit for the games, or if you know someone that would be an even better fit for the games. So uh, that's it for that announcement. If you have any further questions about the NBA Battle Royale for Charity, please feel free to reach out to me. Obviously, I'm always open to sort of answering any questions you might have. Uh, but that about does it for announcements for today. So now we can jump right into our interview, which will be a pre-recorded one that I did a few weeks back with uh, Yuki Nakayama from Japan. So with that, I will now switch over to the interview portion of the show. And now, moving on to the guest portion of today's podcast, I am now being joined by a good friend of mine who hails from the country of Japan and is also a fellow Corsi table banger with me, Yuki Nakayama. How are you doing today, Yuki? Good. How are you? I'm surviving. You're surviving. That's that's all we need to know. <laughs> uh, so we're doing this over Zoom. It looks like you got a Denver Nuggets hat on. Oh, yes. That's right. Because like, I'm in Denver. Yeah, okay. So right you're, you're no longer in LA either. You're back in Denver. <laughs> yeah. When, when did you move back? When did you head out back to Denver? Was that like right when all this was going down or did you wait a couple of days? Um, we actually prohibited to go out. So we just woke around my house once in a day <laughs> with my daughter and she's just practicing a Lola braid, uh, which is great. <laughs> um, yeah. Ooh, wait, there was, I remember my, my best friend lives out in Denver and he, I, he sent me something about how they closed down all the liquor stores. Oh yes, that's right. That's actually that's true. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Oh, wow. No alcohol. <laughs> oh, wow. That's still? <laughs> yeah, it's still. Oh Jesus. Yeah. I would it's not crazy. do, I would not do well in Denver. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, why aren't you back in LA? Just bring your family back to LA. <laughs> Yeah, 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 we can do that. But actually, my wife works here, so oh. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. She's not teleworking? or Yeah, remotely. Okay. So we all, all in the house, and yeah, kind of like getting messy. Like, because like my daughter is like seven years old. She mm-hmm. also had um, the school remotely. So we all like doing the Zoom at the same time. It's pretty Yeah, cool. oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> do you all have like your separate sort of office areas, or is it all just sort of? Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Dover's room was assigned to me, so I'm just doing Zoom in my, um, like Dover's room. So. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, get getting. Well, I think we'll get to talk a little bit more about that as we sort of progress through the podcast here. So, uh, before we get ourselves too lost on this tangent, uh, I wanted to sort of talk about, I guess, uh 
since you're one of the international students here in the program, I want mm -hmm. to get uh, more insight as to sort of uh, where you come from. So I know you're from Japan, but if you could talk a little bit more about like what it was like growing up in Japan and sort of uh, your first sort of career steps in your like undergraduate uh, degree. Okay. Um, all right. So hi, everyone. My name is Yuki Nakayama and I were born, uh, I was born and raised in Tokyo. Um, and I went to um, Hosei University and my major was inter intercultural communication, which is pretty vague though. Um, and I, yeah, <laughs> um, it's pretty unique um, measure, but um, yeah, it was pretty fun because like when I was a sophomore, I went to um, Michigan State University oh, okay. for um, a couple months. So yeah, which was great and which inspired, inspired me to do uh, international business. Okay. Yeah, and uh, after the graduate, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh, I guess, how, how did you get that sort of uh, chance to go to Michigan State? Uh, was oh, that sort yeah. of like a co-op program or, or study abroad? Uh, it was um, or the design um, to like more core, core curriculum, I said. Mm -hmm. So we had to go somewhere in the international oh, okay. area. And I chose the Michigan State University. What were some of the other options you had? Um, was it all US, like American or was it like, no, no. like Europe or? Yeah, not only US, okay. um, but also like Europe and Russia, uh, Middle East, something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. But um, I love sports, American sports. So that I always choose on. Michigan so that was like Michigan State was sort of the, the best choice out of that option. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how well they're doing now, but I hope they were doing better when you were there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, they were good. Um, and also, I was really enjoying uh, rivalry between, like, Michigan and Michigan. Ooh. Maybe I should get you and Lee on for a talk now. Or yeah, you, and all the other, you and all the other Michigan grads. Throwback was um, Kirk Cousins, actually. <laughs> I think. Yep. All right, so let's move on. Um, so after the graduation, I hmm. spent 10 years doing supply chain management and international trading. Okay. Mainly the East Asian region at um, Sumitomo Corporation, which is a Japanese conglomerate company. And I haven't ever changed a job during my professional career. So you which stuck sounds, with you stuck with yeah. them for ten years straight. Yeah, yeah, I know, which sounds crazy um, to most Americans. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's not something special in Japan, actually. Okay, so having having sort of the same job for yes. the majority of your career is something that's sort of yes. not unusual. Yeah. Not unusual, no. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I think most of Japanese company values that kind of like passion and how do I say like devotion, dedication, like, devotion. Yeah, dedication. Yeah. That's right. So um, yeah, I I I think I did a couple of research on this, and I think in U.S. people basically change a job like eight to nine times in a whole career, but in Japan, like people change. Maybe like two or three times. Oh, wow. So. And so you're still on number one. You've done your first change. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. And that's why I got a chance to go to um, MBA. Actually, I'm a sponsored student by the company I work for. Yep. So you'll and be going back to that first company even yes, after I have to go your back MBA. To my company after the graduation. And I have three years contract. I have to work um, after the graduation. So it'll ultimately be like, what, 14 or 15 years you'll be with the same company then? Yes. If, we, if, we're, if we're counting for the <laughs> NBA gaps there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so surprised that like 
it's because like I have a classmate who is like 26 or seven years old and he or she already changed the job like two times mm-hmm. before coming to Marshall. <laughs> That's really crazy for me. Well, we're not going to go into all the jobs that I've had because I've had some <laughs> weird jobs. I mean, after college, I only had one job, but leading up to mm-hmm. that, like I've taken so many odd jobs, like between like lifeguard and all that sort of stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> lifeguard, I was a cook in the kitchen and I was bartender and I was bar back. Yeah. So all yeah. over the place. <laughs> um, but I guess uh, going back to, I guess your undergrad university, you mentioned mm-hmm. that you were intercultural communication. Yeah. Uh, so how did that transition you to get a job doing more supply chain? Mm. Um, what I learned in the like university life, um, I found my passion is to interact with others and connect those people to other people mm-hmm. and always be there. Um, okay. I like to like expand my, um, how do I say, like community, my friendship, and also like connect those community to another community and expanding um, like whole world around me. That's mm-hmm. my passion. And so I decided to um, join a conglomerate company and I chose to do chain management, which is kind of um, like the same aspect of my passion, like creating um, like the community and expanding those community to more bigger community. So. Okay. Uh, so you chose Sumitomo Corporation because it had a large network that you could sort of start, you could jump in right. and sort of meet new people and then use that to help bolster your current community to help sort of make those connections. Yes. Um, did you, so you've been there for 10 years. Did you start out in supply chain or was this sort of something where you started off in one sort of division and sort of navigated your way around? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I my my network connection was oh, it's unstable. Okay. I'm sorry. Just, <laughs> no, no, no worries. Uh, so, given that you've been there for ten years, have you always mm-hmm. been in the supply chain department yep. as supply chain management, or have you sort of had different roles working different sort of areas? Um, yeah, I think in different areas, but basically people do like same kind of roles. Okay. So, I did this kind of job in mostly South Asian countries, but um, like three years Thailand, like two years Malaysia, um, like two years Vietnam, something like that. So basically okay. we yeah, transferred the region. So you, you actually jumped around a lot. You were just in Japan this whole time for 10 years. Oh yes, for sure. Okay. But, um, but we are a multinational company. So yep. um, a lot of the fellow coworkers now are in, bunch of like other countries okay so that's actually pretty cool so were you sort of relocating in these different countries or were you like traveling and then traveling back to japan on weekends like a consultant almost yeah i think um the latter uh, latter option. okay so you're so, traveling a lot traveling yeah. a lot yeah. okay uh because i obviously you have like a family with a seven year old girl and everything. So I was wondering if they were moving to these countries with you or if they were sort of stationed in Japan and you were sort of coming back and forth a lot. Oh, they were staying. They're staying okay. in Japan. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so, so why, when you came to NBA or when you decided to come to MBA school, why did, why did they come over here to the U S with you? Yep. Um, so the last three, four years in the company I worked for, 
um, I was the feeling I, I was growing and I was developing myself and I was being better version of myself. Um, hopefully my boss won't find this podcast. <laughs> and, and, and then so it's I only was, there if you, if you give it to him. So I don't know how else <laughs> he'll find this. <laughs> All right, great. So um, then I was thinking, so I have to start something new. And I always need something that I can devote myself, dedicate my, my full of energy into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm always, I'm always having curiosity to new work that I haven't seen and experienced and meet new friends like who have different perspective and which will inspire me, I believe. So that's my one of the reasons. And mm-hmm. also at the same time, my wife got an offer to work in Denver. Oh, okay, so she conveniently got an offer to work in the U.S. around the yes. same time. Okay. And, and, and she decided to go to Denver with my kid. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, okay, let's find out the way to go to us <laughs> and yeah so which was an mba okay perfect and so is she is she going to be like sticking around in the us for a while then now that she has her job set up out in denver um she is doing a natural resources so gotcha i think that makes sense yeah the cold yep. is um mine is anyway. awesome hopefully that keeps you around here for a little longer too <laughs> after your graduation yeah <laughs> actually my wife um works for the same company as i so okay so they're both at the same company yep oh cool um so we know a little bit more about where you came from definitely learn something new about i guess japanese culture with the whole non non-frequent job changes which uh i'm sure not a lot of the domestic kids here can relate to uh, <laughs> uh so what you knew you're going to go to MBA because you wanted to challenge yourself. You wanted to expand mm-hmm. that network for yourself. Mm-hmm. What made USC sort of stick out as the one that was right for you? Oh, all right. That's a good question. Um, the first, um, I was seeking a collaborative culture. So I like competitiveness, but rather um, I like to get together with others and enhancing each other. So yeah. first of all, um, I believe there's a word for that called synergy. I don't know if you've yes. heard it in class this past like yes. two weeks or so. <laughs> yes, exactly. So absolutely the Torsions, um, USC Marshall has a collaborative culture. So that's my um, first reason mm-hmm. to choose the Marshall. And um, second, accessibility. So accessibility to my family who live in Denver. Um, yep. This is also important to me and accessibility to business. So which I thought uh, has a big impact on the quality of class and guest speaker and internship opportunity, which I want to do because I'm sponsorship. But I think this is uh, one of the biggest, um, the reason that I chose the Marshall. The, the guest speaker angle is one I haven't heard before, but it makes a lot of sense. I never even thought about it that way, how, yeah, because a lot of these classes do revolve around like guest speakers to help mm-hmm. get like mm-hmm. actual like real life feedback on how these, tr- like all the stuff we learn in class transitions into an actual work environment. I never yes. realized that you'll have a lot more people willing to come in if they're not having to travel more than mm-hmm. like 20 minutes away from their work. That's true. Yep. Cool. Yeah. And actually I'm, I, I'm going to share one story. Um, I'm taking the mindset. Oh, what's that? What's the name? Yeah. Performance mindset. Performance mindset in business. Um, gotcha. 
and the last week the guest speaker was Pete Carroll. Oh yeah, that you're in that <laughs> class. So cool. And yeah. He, 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 yeah, he shared his leadership in the Seattle Seahawks, um, how to build a team. Um, that was great. That was great. That's very inspired me. I really wanted to join that class, but I was like a day or two after all those like Zoom bombing emails we got. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I don't want to join that class if I'm not supposed to be in it and then get like called out by the program office for doing that sort of stuff. Uh, <laughs> but I was really pissed because I'm a Seahawks fan. So, um, oh yeah, that's true. Uh, I was really pissed I had missed that. Yeah. That was, was totally, if, if that was in, if that was on campus, I was totally going to like just crash. I mean, everyone's yeah. going to crash that, but yeah. still. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, you can take um maybe next semester or next year. Well, if Pete Carroll's not there, I don't care anymore. So, <laughs> no, it's only it's only if he's coming, I'll I'll not drop out. Uh, so now right. now oh. we're yeah yeah oh and then I I would say like last the reason um I actually was taking a small and mid size mid class size and close community, so um I. As I said, I wanted to expand my network and friendship in the school, yep. uh, but, but at the same time, I wanted to deepen those friendship and my community as well. So small to mid-sized class would be appropriate, I felt. That, that's also a very good point because, yeah, we're, we're definitely not the biggest by any means, but at the same time, we all know each other so well after this that I feel mm -hmm. like having those deeper connections make for actually a stronger network overall yes. rather than just cursory knowledge of someone's name. I wouldn't yeah, reach out sure. to those. I wouldn't reach out to those people as much as I would reach out to all mm -hmm. the Marshall students that I've had yes. multiple, multiple conversations with. Yep. So that's true. hundred percent agree with you on that. That's a great reason. Uh, okay. So now we're at, we're sort of at the point now where you're at Marshall, we've gone over everything else sort mm -hmm. of leading up to that. Uh, so before we jump into the more Marshall specific questions, I wanted to sort of uh, break things up a little bit with putting you through a few trivia questions and seeing as you're born and raised in Tokyo, we're going to find out just how much you actually know about Tokyo. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so bear with me because I'm sort of coming, I'm, a, I'm coming up with these questions that I probably don't even know the answer to. Okay. Uh, so the Tokyo tower is the spitting image of what other world famous landmark? Uh, telecommunication so it's like another famous tower so the tokyo tower is a spitting image of what other famous landmark oh oh okay get it get it get it get it um tokyo sky tree the <laughs> it's not in tokyo whatever the answer is it's not in tokyo not tokyo <laughs> Okay, um, so that what like what does the Tokyo Tower look like? It's it, that's all I have here. It's <laughs> it just says it looks exactly like or it's it looks just like what other famous landmark. Okay, I gotta look at what Tokyo Tower looks like now because now you got me curious. <laughs> okay. Oh come on, you can get this. Oh what is that? No, no, I have no idea. What is that? The Eiffel Tower. Oh, where, really? <laughs> I'm looking at Tokyo Tower right now on Google, and it looks just like the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Eiffel Tower? Oh yeah. Because uh, it kind of yeah, it kind of like comes yeah. up like that, oh, yeah. all like the metal framing. <laughs> okay. 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 You got me. All right. Next, go go to the next question. All right. <laughs> next question. 
Tokyo Disneyland is not actually yep. in Tokyo. What yes. prefecture is it located in? Oh, that's easy. Chiba Prefecture. Yeah, wait, hold on. I'm looking. Yep, that's right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, scrolling I down to see the answer. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yep. So that was completed in 1983, and I guess that's somewhere just outside of Tokyo? Yes. Okay. It's, it's pretty close, but yeah, exactly not Tokyo. Okay. Uh, third question. What is the name of the famous fish market that f is frequented by hordes of tourists hoping to get snapshots of the enormous tuna being auctioned oh. off? Um, Tsukiji Market? Can you spell that? I don't know if I'm... <laughs> oh, T-S-U-K-I-G-I? Yeah, okay, that's, right. yep, that's, that's right. <laughs> okay. Actually, this is uh, relocated to um different place right now. Oh, really? So, oh, really? Yeah, but it, the... it's really close, though. But I think you can see, still you can see, like, um, the tuna shore. Yep. Yeah. So is, is that because of just recently moving it to somewhere else? Or is it just sort of like repairs or... Oh, uh, I think it... Um, I think because of, um, I think the facility used was getting old, so gotcha. they have to relocate it. Um, and uh, oh, oh, I think um, because um, the prime trip was canceled, so I might be able to plan make a plan for Japan track for next year if um, some people are interested in. Oh, are you talking about like sort of people that aren't going to be able to travel with Prime? Yes. Yeah. For sure. For like the the supposed winter break trip that everyone's going to be planning around. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be one of the options or spring break. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Last one. Okay. What the hell is this? Okay, I'm, I'm more going to ask this question so I can ask more questions about what I'm about to read off. Okay. Uh, so you'll probably get the question, but then I'm going to mm -hmm. want to know more about what I'm reading here. So what hit part of Tokyo can you often see the black and orange faces of fake tanned Ganjuro girls practicing para para dancing or wandering around with painted faces and impossibly short skirts? Okay. <laughs> so I know what I'm talking about. You, you, do you know? Okay, well, what part of town would I find? Would, uh, like, would you find those people in Tokyo? Um, I think it's Shibuya or Harajuku. Okay, well, it, was, it is Shibuya. Okay, <laughs> and now okay. that's like there's so many more questions of what the hell did I just read off? <laughs> <laughs> but I think they don't exist anymore. I think it's oh. <laughs> ten years ago. With 15, no, no, more than like was this back years when like ago? Jersey yeah. Shore was big or something. Yeah, fifteen <laughs> years ago, twenty years ago. Yeah. They painted um basically like the women, yeah, um like high school girls painted their face like really black and it's pretty gross. But yeah, <laughs> I was I like I was going through the questions and I was like, wait a minute. I mean, it seems pretty easy for you because you obviously know what this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doesn't I seem know. very subtle at all. <laughs> all right, well that that got. <laughs> That about does it for our Tokyo trivia. Uh, I'm learning a lot about Japan today. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I think you've done the best so far because I think you got all your answers right. So, yep. in fact, you do know about Tokyo. So, yep. uh, sure. apl applause to you for that. Um, <laughs> I'm 
I still have so many questions about that. Uh, but <laughs> moving on anyway, to yep. learn more about you back at Marshall. So now you're, you've chosen Marshall and we're about, I guess, the majority of our way through the first year. So mm-hmm. kind of rounding that halfway turn at this point. Yep. Uh, so coming in, knowing that you're going back to your previous employer for three years, what's something unique that you found at Marshall that's helped you prepare for that long-term goal or whatever happens after those three years? Okay. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm still looking for my passion in my career. Though I think I would do um, maybe M&A in a strategic position, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know how my experience in Marshall would contribute to my specific um, roles and the position, but I'm sure that Marshall provides me to develop myself um, to be a better version of myself for sure. And because um, first time I would say, um, actually, student organization is pretty um, interesting to me because mm-hmm. we have a bunch of student organization ranging from like club focusing on diversity. Um, click clubs focusing on functions such as marketing, finance, leadership. Yep. Um, as well as click clubs focusing on industries such as entertainment, um, tech entrepreneur to um, like social and athletic clubs like soccer, mindful outdoor clubs. Yep. So um, what I feel I what I feel great is so all those organizations are operated by students. So. This is a great opportunity where we can exercise our leadership and our unique value um, in like diverse community and to serve a bigger martial community, um, mm-hmm. like not only for the MBA, but also other MBA programs. So I think this is great opportunity for me to my leadership style in different cultures. Okay. So absolutely this experience would be value for my um, entire life. Sure. Yeah. I mean, just hearing about all the sort of different cultures you've had to work in all different countries that you've operated and mm-hmm. having, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, that sort yep. of global leadership experience is something that it's, it's like a muscle. You, as long as you keep training it, you'll get only better and better at doing it. So yes. what better to do that than by practicing here at Marshall, where mm-hmm. if you screw things up, it's not the worst case in the world. So it's not like mm-hmm. you're going to get fired from a club or fired from Marshall for anything. So yeah. Yep. <laughs> good, so, good way yeah. to try some new radical ideas <laughs> yeah so um because like i have a lot of friends going to um, other nba programs and mm-hmm. some of they said so they're um from the time to reading the case and reading discussion in in only class but we're different right so like our case our class style is not all um not like a school that very focused on case style, mm-hmm. uh, case style lecture. So meaning students um, relatively can have their own time and think on, think and decide what we would do by themselves, by ourselves. Yeah. So this autonomy can allow me to engage in various activities, not only class, but also like case competitions, um, which I have already done in like four times. And four times. It's, it's pretty hard. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really hard though, but working with motivated um, our like different backgrounds and nationality always gave me a fresh insights. 
um, then obviously at a student organization and absolutely hanging out with the cool friends. So those all elements are pretty um, great for me. You said you mentioned case competitions, and I know you said you were in four, which that must mean you have been in like a whole different, like diverse kinds of case competitions. Because yes. I know you're in the Warner case competition, yeah, which was probably one of the only entertainment ones that was even offered. So, mm -hmm. uh, what were the other three that you entered? Because I I know they weren't entertainment. <laughs> um, yeah, because um, actually, I always choose um, the case competition that I at, that I have done before. Um, like in my life, so okay. First, yeah, first I choose entertainment, which I have no idea what's going on in, in the <laughs> industry. But I, yeah, but I did it. I mean, and... we still don't know after that whole thing what happened. <laughs> we didn't really learn much, but you know, we... <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And um, I, I did um, um, the Sieves case competition, uh, which is um, hosted by the B. Focusing um, is um, like tech focusing, uh, tech focus. So like, what is the new business idea in China um, by utilizing kind of like new technology like 4Z, um, 4G networks, IoT or something like that. Okay. And AI, yeah, which is pretty great. Um, what else? Um, oh, this is uh, from our 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 co class uh, project class, but I did um, uh, uh, the Rubicon, which company oh, uh, building the house. Yeah, like the building a house after the massive, um, like a natural disasters. Mm -hmm. And it's a kind of like NGO, uh, NPO, nonprofit organization. Yep. Well, which is great. Um, yeah, so I did a areas but which is always giving me uh, new insights to the business cool um so moving on to our next question uh yep. so already gone over how you're an international student uh but you also uh conveniently live all the way on the beach out <laughs> in uh venice which is probably as far away from class as you can get yeah, yeah. but and still say you pretty much live in the la metropolitan area so I'm curious yeah. about what your typical day looks like because it sounds like uh, it might be different than those who are living closer to the campus in downtown. Okay. Um, yeah, um, as I said, accessibility um, is important, was important to me to choose um, the school. So, which means um, accessibility to beach also important <laughs> to me. So uh, yeah, I used to like the beach, is um, kind of like my, my safe place where I can be relaxed and feel nature. And by, by keeping a little bit distance from campus a little bit, because I love to hang out with my friends and I always hang out uh, with the cool people, but sometimes I need my time to reflect myself. Yep. So, which is the beach for me. So even it take you know, like 30 minutes, 40 minutes from my house to school, um, which is great. Um, just relax, just listen to music to relax and my life. Um, and yeah, that, which is great, I think. 
So you, you like having that time out in the beach for yourself. So do you usually yeah. like go to the beach and you do a lot of surfing, I know. So do you yeah. find that, do you surf more towards like in the early mornings, like first thing in the morning, or do you go like on the weekends or after school? Yeah, I, I basically surf on only weekend. Only um, weekends? Okay. Yep. Um, and I already found a couple of friends, uh, a couple of fellow classmates who are doing the surfing. So we always go to the beach with those guys and yeah, having a good time, um, eat lunch, uh, which is great. Yeah. That sounds fine. awesome. Uh, yeah. For such time. Yeah. Hopefully when I'm living closer out there, I'll make an effort to go to the beach a little more on the weekends, but yeah, we, but we shall... you, you, you're looking for uh, the house nearby beach in next it, year, right? Is it? Wait, the house near where? Uh, the nearby the beach. I heard that from uh, my friends. You're looking for the house in the nearby beach. Yeah, we're we're look we're still looking. It's still early. Okay. Uh, my lease doesn't end until like mid June, so. Okay. I think we're we got like we have a few places we're looking at, and none of them are in downtown. So I'm definitely not living in downtown next yep. year. So definitely making my way out west, which is seems to be the traditional way for most students that uh, start off in downtown, and yeah, everyone true. sort of gets a laxer schedule in their second year yep. where they're not doing eight a.m. So going yep. out farther west becomes more and more doable yes for um, sure. but how is that commute then making those 8 a.m's from all the way out in <laughs> venice so you're, you're driving of course so yes uh, how is that timing do you hit a lot of traffic or um um okay i have core classes starting from eight so i usually wake up like 6 30 um i think it was not crazy it's, it's not crazy time like I think it took it took 20 minutes, 25 minutes in the morning. But when I go back to my home around like 5 p.m., 6 p.m., it's like a little bit crazy. Like it takes 45 minutes, 50 minutes sometimes. But um, yeah. So going back was sort of the worst part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but you would go, you would wait till five o'clock though. <laughs> but in Japan, like it's, it's kind of the same. If okay. you use the, if you use a car, like always crowded and always traffic jam. So, so if you if you're used to sort of metropolitan life, it's no not much different from your experience, at least. Yeah. Okay. Um, how would you spend your day on classes? Be or on, on campus because I know we're not in class from eight to five, so mm -hmm. you got a lot of gaps in there. So what are you what are you doing outside of the core classes? Um. Yeah. Um. These days are pretty intense, actually. And I haven't had enough time to sleep, actually. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah. However, before uh, this quarantine, um, I think I'd had um, plenty of time um, allowing to do multi-activities uh, mm -hmm. in day-to-day -day life. Because I said, like, case, uh, case competition, um, like, group work, um, collab activities, and just chill and chat with fellow friends. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and of course, a drink at the lab, um, which Can't is the coolest part from the campus. Yeah, just just one minute. Yeah, just oh. pretty awesome. I I am missing the lab. Yeah, right for now. sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Everyone well, miss the more than our um like daily life for sure. I know the lab is going to get a lot of attention the minute that we're allowed back on campus. So <laughs> uh, moving on to our second question. Now we know more about your daily life. Um, yep. 
Well, I guess our final question. So you are the cre- president of GAPS, which is the graduate yeah. Asian Asian Business Society. Yes. Okay. Right. I got that right. Okay. Uh, so as the president of GABS, which first off, congratulations on being elected. That's amazing. Uh, you're going to do a great job. So I want to hear your thoughts on what sort of plans that you have for the upcoming year in terms of uh, some of the GABS celebrations mm-hmm. that what we can expect to be hosted. Yep. Um, so first of all, um, yeah, first of all, thank you. And my purpose um, in GABS is expanding our impact and serving more bigger community. Uh, those are my motivation. And yeah. that's why I have also created the new position, like such as like VP of Marshall Relations. So aiming for like collaborating with uh, other MBA programs. So, uh, and also like VP of Partnership Relations, uh, Partnership Relations, seeking for working with other students' labs. So something like that. So absolutely. Um, as every classmate expects, we use through a social event as well. Um, just a few. <laughs> yeah, just a few, just a few. But um, yeah, kind of like, yeah, we're gonna represent and keep representing the beauty of Asian culture. So like the Korean barbecue, full welcome mixer, karaoke night, which was crazy last night in Lunar New Year party. So like that. Uh. So in order to yeah provide um, time and space where everyone can share their time and feel comfortable as well as um, excited. So. I definitely bear, I definitely hope to make the karaoke. I think the karaoke was the only one I missed this past year. And I'm pretty sure it's because yeah. I had an interview with Disney oh, yeah. the next day or That's something. Right. That's right. Uh, so that was like the only thing that held me back from just saying, screw it. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> But I hope, hopefully that's not the case next time around. I can actually make it. Yeah, um, sure. As long as also we can continue to host our international parties. Hopefully you're not too busy to help me plan those as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Let's make it. Because I, I know this year is still kind of up in the air as to what's going to happen there. But hopefully we right. can figure something out that works a little. Once we get more information as we sort of progress through the semester a little bit. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll figure something out, I'm sure. Uh, yes. Sure. Yeah. So uh that about wraps up our time at least that's all the questions that i had for you uh want to thank you again yuki for joining us on the show thank it's you it's been amazing to learn more about a your culture <laughs> where you've come from uh you you never cease to surprise me in some way so <laughs> this, is, this has always been amazing uh <laughs> before i let you go though as a thank you for helping me launch this whole podcast series i wanted to give you about mm-hmm. a minute to just have your yep. own platform to use however you want. So if you want to talk more about Gabs, you're welcome to. Uh, if there's anything that's also important to you, please feel free to uh, let people know what's important to you. Okay. Um, okay. All right. So first of all, thank you for listening. And I would say, yeah, as a president of Gabs, uh, we will throw many cool events as possible. So don't miss those events for sure. And if you join our community, I mean, like Marshall community and see me, please, please don't hesitate to talk with me. And I am so happy to have a new friend and more than welcome to connect you to my awesome 2021 fellow classmates. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you for listening in spite of my poor English. Thank you. 
Oh, please. I, <laughs> maybe it's just me being with you, but I feel like I understand everything you say. It's, it's, it's getting better. It's yeah. getting better. It's got, I don't think it was even bad to begin with. I think you're just being hard on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, also before, yeah. Yeah, but also before we wrap, wrap up, yeah. uh, each episode has their own song choice of the night that is up to the guests to sort of pick out what song is on the top of their mind that they want to play oh. on the episode two. Oh, so it can either be a song right. that's like you know, it's like a longtime favorite that you have, something that's new, something that's funny and relevant, something that's like a Corona or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay, so totally your call. Okay, all right. So now with this song, I'm practicing a dancing with my daughter. No, because. So, of course, we need um, exercise and the physical activity right now. So yeah. let's go with um, the physical Dua Lipa. Yeah. So as a final wrap up, thank you, Yuki, for joining the show. Uh, I've been your thank host, you. Fej McDermott, uh, on the soon-to-be-named Marshall Podcast. Once I get a better name, yep. our future episodes will actually <laughs> have a better name to go along with it. Uh, but to end tonight's episode, we'll be playing uh, Yuki's request of physical by Dua Lipa. Yes. That's all for tonight, and I'll see you folks tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you, Fashion. Thank you, everyone. Common love isn't for us. We created something phenomenal. Don't you agree? Don't you agree? You got me feeling diamond rich. Nothing on this planet compares to it. Don't you agree? Don't you agree? Who needs to go to sleep? to me to me